Hey guys, before we get started with the episode, I just have two announcements to make. One, uh, I have the Jibs Journal is out now. I send a weekly journal uh, through email every single week that covers uh, episode highlights, tips and tricks that the entrepreneurs in the show have gone over, um, and just other cool things that are happening. If you're interested in being subscribed to that journal, uh, the link is in the description. The second announcement is I've released a course. Uh, so the course is how to crowdfund for your passion project or side hustle. Uh, I crowdfunded over $65,000 in less than 90 days um, through my organization called Research Detroit. Uh, and the, the class is going to cover you know, the nitty-gritty details on, on how I did that, how I delega- delegated the tasks with my team, the templates, the samples. Um, it goes into full detail on how to run an effective crowdfunding campaign. Um, so if you're interested in taking that course, the link is in the description as well. It's just about getting up and doing it and like, you know, finding the time, finding the people and making it happen. You take control and you say, okay, this needs to be done and you do it. And you're never ready to start a business. You <laughs> just either, you either do it or you don't. Welcome to the Jibs Podcast, showcasing Detroit's movers and shakers, bringing you stories that reveal the gusto and grit that's long defined the city and its people. Together, we'll uncover the history and direction of the Motor City, one voice at a time. This is the Jibs Podcast with Jabron Ahmed. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the newest episode of the Jibs Podcast. I'm here with James Brophy, one of the founders of Creative Good. How are you, man? Good. I'm great. Thanks for having me. This Absolutely. Is, this is fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you on uh, because Creative Good is amazing. We were having some great conversation beforehand, yeah. so let's just like transfer that energy into this conversation. Awesome. So can you tell me what Creative Good is? <laughs> so Creative Good is a subscription box, um, and if anybody knows, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of subscription box craze. Um, it's, a, it's a model, business model, where uh, individuals can subscribe to your box, and on a monthly or quarterly basis, you receive a box right to your doorstep um, that has certain products in it that fit within the scope of, of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so Creative Good uh, is a, we're the first, the very first uh, philanthropic-based subscription box where uh, our subscribers will receive um, any sort of products from companies that um, uh, have a social impact or make a social impact. So we, we really operate in the social enterprise space. Um, so when you think of things like Tom's Shoes or, or Love Your Melon, they're a buy one, give one type model, um, but also charities that sell products to get their name out there. Um, and really we focus on four main cause categories, mm-hmm. uh, childhood illness, uh, animals, uh, environment, and poverty. So those are the four that we're trying to attack globally. And we really want to make it known to the subscribers the impact that they're making. So right. um, not only will they, uh, we're a quarterly uh, subscription box, so you'll receive uh, a box on a quarterly basis. Mm-hmm. With In each box, you'll get a product from each one of those cause categories. Uh, can you talk about where that idea came from? <laughs> Interesting. Um, so uh, one of my co-founders, Nicholas Christock, who's uh, been on the show before, he... Uh, um, came up with the idea really kind of like middle of the night. Uh, we, we own a couple of companies in the, in the uh, for-profit but social impact space and mm-hmm. woke up one morning and said, hey man, what do you think about this, this subscription box craze that's going on? And, um, you know, I was, we got a lot on our plates, so mm-hmm. I, I was initially hesitant, I will admit, but um, I liked the idea. And so we sat down uh, 
with a, a, a connection of mine that uh, owns a subscription box. Uh, shout out Molly Box, uh, Drew Amato, um, and kind of pitched the idea to him and asked him, you know, some advice. Really, kind of got a feel for what his journey has been in that space, and and um, he, you know, he was willing to help us out. So he put some connections together, um, which mm -hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about uh, here in a minute. Um, yeah. That really helped us get the idea together and and uh, you know, close to a launch day. So, yeah. So let's talk about. Uh, we'll, we'll first kind of talk about like the social entrepreneurship space. Sure. So like social entrepreneurship, social impact, mission driven are all kind of like buzzwords that are going around right, right now. So like you're, you are really honing in on this space. So what, is, what does that mean? So what that means to us is, and I'll use the term share of wallet. So you have a consumer base out there um, that is... Uh, eager to learn more about this social enterprise space. Mm -hmm. And to us, the social enterprise space is for-profit companies that are looking to make an impact, kind of like a charity, um, but they're looking to make an impact on, on social causes. Uh, and like I mentioned, our four um, cause categories. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's like the buy one, give one, or a donation of, of uh, certain profits to any sort of social cause kind of defines the social enterprise space. And what we've found is, um, you know, there's so many companies out there that are making the same products that everybody buys, only they're not as well known, uh, maybe because they don't have as big of a marketing budget or whatever, but they're making just as quality of products, but their model incorporates a, uh, a social impact. Mm -hmm. um, so we, you know, really when, when you look at uh, the consumer base and, and, and studies along the way with, with where people want to spend their money, there's a there's a really eager you know the consumer base is very eager to spend money with companies that are making that social impact. Yeah. So our our mission with Creative Good is to bring light to those companies. You know, get them in the consumers' hands. You know, show them these are products being made by companies that are mm -hmm. making those so, that social impact. And um, you know, everything suggests that that it, it it's it's something the consumer base wants. And everybody wants to spend their money with companies like that, yeah. but only a certain portion have switched over to companies that, that are making that social impact. So there's a gap there that we're excited to really fill. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I feel like uh, <coughs> along with that study that you were talking about, I've also noticed that large corporations are moving towards like corporate social responsibility. So they're opening up like philanthropic arms and trying to do more in the community and have these social impacts. But at the same time, uh, younger generations like our millennial generations or even Generation Z uh, only really wants to be associated with companies that have a social impact. Mm -hmm. And so you're finding more and more companies doing not just for-profit business lines, but also social impact as well. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's, it's you know, we believe that it's, it's going to be a, um, or it already is becoming kind of an, a duty of for-profit companies mm -hmm. to make a social impact. Mm -hmm. I think that there's, uh, you know, we, tr we strongly believe that um, the, the ability to solve a problem in the world has a finite number attached to it. And this is really something that my co-founder Nick has always, you know, been very passionate about is, is finding, you know, there's a problem in the world. There, there is numbers, you know, we, we don't want to just make an impact. We want to really be integral in the process of solving that problem. Right. Um, so that's going to take for-profit help. 
you know, we're going to need the, the clothing companies and, right. and the consumer product industries to, to really lend a helping hand. And I think the consumer base is going to demand that of them. Sure. Uh, they already are, and I think it's just going to become more so, yeah. uh, you know, in the coming years. Right. So. Um, those four categories, where did that come from? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think they were the, the four categories that we knew would be impactful the most to a broad uh, um, consumer base. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, people are very passionate about helping animals. Um, you know, poverty uh, is, is, a, is a cool cause space where, where the stigma is going away. Um, and I think people are really eager to jump in and help. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that, that'll dive us deep into, into things like mental illness. So, so we're really picking the broader cause categories that will stem into, to, you know, bringing light to other issues in society where there might be a stigma or there might not be as much attention. Um, you know, environment, you know, that kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. You know, I think that, that everybody kind of has a, a, a responsibility to be more, more responsible with the environment and make an impact there. Um, and then childhood illness is just something we've always been passionate about um, through all of our ventures. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of kids in hospitals and you know, the holidays are coming up and, and you, you think about a child that's confined to a hospital room and their families you know, spending money on, on, on care and treatment. And a lot of, a lot of those kids have siblings, you know what I mean? Christmas is coming up, um, things like that. And, and, um, I think that that's just, that, that's the one, that was the, the one given that we were obviously going to focus on because we've been so passionate about that. Mm -hmm. But out of those four main categories, um, which one did I not mention there? Maybe animals. Um, you know, who doesn't love to, to help a dog shelter? You know right. what I mean? So right. it's, it's, uh, or an animal shelter in general. Um, so I, I don't know exactly how we landed on those four cause categories, but they seemed like the ones that fit right. and we might add more in the future. Right. You know, we got to see what the consumer response is to creative good. Mm -hmm. Um, but we, uh, we have some great partners in the venture that are helping us really get the word out there yeah. and, and great, you know, friends and, and associates right. and, and, uh, you know, that are helping us get that word out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's talk about this, like entrepreneurial side of this business. So when you guys were like, oh, we're going to make a subscription box, you're yeah. lucky because you knew somebody that has yeah. been through this journey, but uh, what are some of like the initial challenges that you ran into? So the initial challenge is always, and I, and I, I truly believe as an entrepreneur, you got to have like almost a screw loose, like, to be completely honest. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, um, the initial challenge is just where do we start? You know what I mean? Where, where do we, we have this idea, um, you know, we only have limited time, obviously, like, like everybody does. Um, where do we start? So, so I'll just kind of walk through the progression of how it worked is, yeah. is uh, Nicholas, my, my co-founder, um, reached out to, to Michael, one of our other co-founders, and, and said, hey, I, you know, this is my idea for, you know, I don't know why I think this is a good idea. Again, you can't explain it. We're entrepreneurs. So, right. <laughs> um, we, uh, uh, Nick, uh, said, why don't we sit down with, with anybody we know that has been in the subscription box space? And that was, I think I mentioned Drew Amato. Um, he uh, is somebody I met, you know, he, mutual friends, and we've become friends over the years. And he's, he has a, a subscription box called Molly Box. Shout out Molly Box. <laughs> um, and he, uh, you know, walked us through kind of his story of how he started from day one and the challenges he faced. And and really how he got to where he's at now with you know, X amount of subscribers and, mm -hmm. and the things really growing. Um, and he ended up introducing us to uh, 
a guy named Chris George, who's kind of a industry leader, uh, founder of Subscription Summit, one of the world's largest uh, um, e-commerce summits in the in, in the world, and and um, founder of Gentleman's Box, which is one of the top subscription boxes in in the world. Um, and you know, we sat down with him. We got a meeting with with Chris, and and kind of figured it was just going to be like a hey couple key pieces of advice, you know, kind of vet out the idea with him, see what he thinks. And we we're, you know, very pleased that he was interested in becoming partners with us in, in the venture and which helps us, you know, maybe we didn't get a true taste of the startup box life right. there because right. he has a team that we're able to kind of leverage and, and his knowledge just in general. Um, but he really jumped in and, and you know, here's a, here's a guy who's Who's an incredible entrepreneur here in the in the Detroit area, um, and was willing to give us a lot of time and a lot of his energy to, yeah. to help us get this thing off the ground. And yeah. I would say it accelerated our you know from the inception of the idea to um, the launch of it. I mean, I, who knows how much it accelerated it, but by a lot, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is great. You know, we're, we're Nick and Michael and myself and our two other partners, uh, Clay and Cam. They're you know, we're all entrepreneurs um, and, you know, you just got to put yourself out there. And I think we, you know, we had, we've had ideas and ideas and ideas and we've pursued some and failed at some and been successful with some. And, and I think right now we're really hitting our stride as entrepreneurs, yeah. um, social entrepreneurs, I guess, is what I'll, I'll, I'll classify it as. Um, and it's really fun. I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it's a ton of fun, you know, especially yeah. in the social entrepreneurship space, being able to not only build businesses, which is just cool in general, but um, make an impact, a positive impact on the world. Right. Um, it's just been very, you know, life and entrepreneurship has its ups and downs, and, and we're, uh, we're kind of, you know, we're hitting our stride right now, and we're, yeah. we're excited about it. We're really yeah. excited about it. So. That, um, yeah, and I, I think that's a really great place to be because having run a nonprofit myself and, and you're familiar also, mm -hmm. uh, money isn't really easy to come by. No. But like creating a social impact organization or a company that's actually generating revenue, but having an impact as well, mm -hmm. I think is where things are headed, uh, which is cool to see. Yeah. So can you talk about how you are, like how did you decide that our we're going to be generating revenue from this thing. It's not going to be solely nonprofit. Uh, and like how you leverage the relationship that you had to really, you know, form that. Yeah. So that's an interesting question. I think yeah. we truly believe that the for-profit enterprise space is going to see kind of a convergent with the nonprofit. Right. So I think where, where you say that money is hard to come by, it's really hard to come by. Um, and, and you know that just as well as anybody. Um, and, and I think that the for-profit space just has a lot more opportunity to, to raise money, raise mm -hmm. capital, um, and, and incentivize that money coming in. And, and I think there's almost a stigma surrounding for-profit versus non-profit sometimes, where the for-profit is like the very capitalistic, right. Right. you know, whatever. And, and I think you can't, can't take that can't necessarily do away with that stigma, but you can, maybe I shouldn't say it that way. Um, 
I think that what we, what we would really ultimately like to do is actually kind of to do away with that stigma, but mm -hmm. really say, hey, for-profit ventures, you know, we can make a profit, but we can also make an impact. Exactly. And, and we can provide a return to investors that would typically be donors on the, on the non-profit side um, and, and leverage that personal desire to make money, but also make an impact. And, and not only do we want to prove that that is where business is heading in general, business entrepreneurship, but um, it's also the right way to do it. And, and, and that's, that's how we're going to solve problems. We need the for-profit space to make impact, you know, whether... Whether you want to be a nonprofit or a for-profit, you still need the for-profit sector to make an impact. I mean, we have problems in the world that are just too big at this point, mm -hmm. not to be grim about it, but yeah. um, you know, the problems, we want to solve the problems. We don't want to just make an impact, we want to solve the problems, and we need the for-profit side to do that, yeah. for sure. And I think for people like listening or watching, it's, it's really important that for-profit isn't a bad word. You right. know, it is definitely a vehicle to accomplish your goals or to accomplish social mm -hmm. impact or anything like that uh, so and also nonprofit is not a bad word either yeah no you're right it's not for-profit versus nonprofit aren't aren't bad words but I think the 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 picture that needs to be painted is everybody whether in the for-profit or nonprofit needs to be aware of social causes mm -hmm. and they they really you know, I don't want to say required, but you know, you kind of have a duty, and I think that'll that'll kind of that expectation will grow and grow. You have a duty that if you're going to work and live in in a community, um, you know, you you can't just use it as your as as your business place, but you, as as also a place to bring positive impact to the community. Mm -hmm. um, and and we strongly believe that you know, there's a lot of figureheads here in Detroit that have really you know grasped that concept where it's. Okay. It's, you know, you, you start a business to make money, but you also want to make a positive impact on the people around you. It's just, it's just the right way to be. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, so for people listening that are eager to start their own venture, uh, their own social entrepreneurship uh, journey, uh, what kind of advice would you have for them? Oh, man. I guess the key advice in that, in that arena would be, um, you know, find something you're passionate about. Because if you're not passionate about about what you're pursuing, mm -hmm. whether a business idea or or just your main mission, um, you know, there's going to be things in life or in business that are going to stop you. Um, that that probably sounds familiar to you. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, you're just not going to be able to overcome the the obstacles it takes uh, and and the roadblocks that get in your way, whether it's on your personal life or um, in business, you're just not going to be able to get over them because they can be grueling. You know, you're not, nothing's going to happen the way you want it to. Um, but the overall picture is, 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 is achieved when you just keep that drive and you stay focused on the mission, yeah. um, and, and make connections. Great partnerships are the key to, to business growth mm -hmm. are the key to entrepreneurship and really grasping on don't, you know, be humble enough to learn from people that are your partners. You know, being being humble enough to learn while also being a leader, I think is is a balance that is hugely valuable. Because right. um, I think I we see uh, people that get too invested in their own idea and they're not willing to collaborate or they're not willing to to hear different sides of of a of a opinion on on how to move forward or how to strategize your growth. And, mm -hmm. and so I think that you know, building trusted partnerships. And, and utilizing your friends and family to vet out ideas. 
just work hard, do work hard. Yeah. You don't let anything stop you. Because there's, I can think of a million different places where we could have stopped. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. just like I said, whether in life or in, in, in just the pure business aspect. I mean, yeah. you can, there's a lot of, a lot of things out there. Every, everything wants to stop you. You just got to, got to get through. Got to so. get through, man. I completely <laughs> agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, some of the things you mentioned is when you, when you're learning from your partners or your people that are a little bit more experienced, like no question's a dumb question. If you have something on your mind, you should just ask it. 100%. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head with that. Because yeah. um, I think, um, yeah, I don't think you can say it much better than that. Right. Yeah, you, you just got to ask questions and you have to assume that, you know, where you're, what we're weak at. Um, and I mean, I have some partners that I'm pretty sure they're just strong at everything, <laughs> which right. is, can be annoying sometimes, but, yeah. um, it's it's yeah just being honest about where, where your strengths are where your weaknesses are and and leveraging different different components of your team to to drive towards the ultimate goal and, yeah. and really complement each other because yeah. that's where it is but you're right yeah there is no dumb questions yeah. i mean i've asked the dumbest of the dumbest questions <laughs> i tell you and and um they're really not dumb at the end of the day because they brought some value in some way or sure. shed light on exactly. something that needed to be handled so yeah. well nice. for people that um want to either subscribe or yeah. want to get involved, like what, where can they find you and how can they get in contact with you? So the name of our subscription box is Crate of Good. So that's C-R-A-T-E-O-F-G-O-O-D. Um, Crateofgood.com. Right now we have a landing page up so you can kind of pre-subscribe. Uh, and it basically puts you on a list um, of, of uh, individuals that are interested in subscribing uh, to the subscription box. We'll keep you updated on the launch. Right now we're targeting December 1st as, as our launch. So mm -hmm. things are going to get kind of crazy here. Um, can't tell you what's in the box yet. Uh, I know what's in the box, but that's going to be a surprise. Um, but another cool component of, of how it works is after you receive your box, you'll have the ability to vote in one of those cause categories as a subscriber. And not only are we making the impact of the um, products you're receiving are bringing light, they're, they're marketing those, for, those social impact companies, but we're also going to make a quarterly donation within those cause categories cool. based on how our subscribers vote. Yeah. So you'll feel a real attachment to the impact you're making. Uh, but again, www.crateofgood.com. Uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, soon YouTube, all the, all the social media channels, just at Crate of Good. Uh, and just you know, stay up to date, and, and we look forward to, to people subscribing. We're really excited about it. We're excited about the yeah. impact that we're gonna, you know, people being able to leverage our vehicle as a way to make impact. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's where we're excited. I'm excited, man, and I'm excited for you, uh, and for everybody watching and listening. Uh, just wanna thank you again, and until next time, stay tuned. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.